0: Thank you for listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton message podcast. You can watch our weekly services on Facebook Live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to learn more about joining a group or serving with us, visit our website at mgthornton.org. Thank you for being with us and worshiping with us today. You know, I was thinking about, we're in March. A year ago, basically, we've been in this pandemic situation for about a year. And since the start of the pandemic, just back in March, just over a year ago in 2020, since then, really, the theme has been again and again, like, let's get back to normal. Do whatever we can to get back to normal. So to do that, we canceled church, we canceled school, we worked from home, you know, all that. We socially distance. And back then, last March, so many of us seemed to think that we just needed to do this for a couple of weeks, right? A few weeks, three weeks. Um, just sacrifice a little bit, and then things will get back to normal. I remember thinking, like, hey, we'll do this online church thing for a few weeks, and then Easter Sunday we'll be back and we'll celebrate together. Um, not so much, obviously. Slowly, reality started to dawn on us that this was going to be a lot longer than we first expected. I remember having a conversation with some clergy friends of mine, some pastor friends of mine, back uh, almost exactly a month or a year ago uh, today. I think it was March 18th. I'm recording this on uh, St. Patrick's Day, so hence I'm wearing my green shirt. And uh, you can kiss me when you see me because I did my ancestry.com and I am somewhat Irish, my mom's family goes back to Ireland, if I remember correctly, uh, but I get back to it. I remember having a, a conversation with some friends, like I said, almost exactly a year ago today, and one of them said, hey, this could be 18 months, an 18th month ordeal, and I, it seemed too far-fetched at the time even to, to think about such a thing, uh, yet here we are with experts raising Concern about a possible fourth wave of the coronavirus and talk of herd immunity not coming until late summer or early fall. Once you know it? Almost 18 months exactly of this pandemic when this first thing started. And along the way, the thing that has struck me has been this emphasis or push to get back to quote-unquote normalcy. Uh, I was thinking about some of the ways that we've tried to Not just get back to normalcy, but pretend that things aren't normal as they are already. Like I remember last summer watching baseball and Fox Sports, Fox 31 uh, or or Fox Broadcasting would put CGI fans in the stands to make the viewer look like, you know, to the casual viewer on watching on TV that there was people in the stands, football and basketball games would pipe in audio crowd noise again to make it feel like there were people there watching the game, to make it feel as normal as possible. And while I understand to some extent this desire to keep things feeling like normal, to make things as normal and familiar as possible, I also remember hearing someone say last year or sometime during this past 12 months that the more we try to hold on to what was the longer and harder it is to accept what will be. You know, mask wearing comes to mind as an example of this. (laughs) I must say, is it any surprise that the most often most vocal critics of mask wearing are uh, middle-aged white men? Shouldn't be much of a surprise there. Of course, they know better than anyone else, right? Right? You know, the point being that the same, many of the same people who oppose mask wearing are now the ones who are opposing the vaccine and will almost certainly be opposing whatever health recommendations leaders recommend in the future. They yearn for a past, for a quote unquote normal that no longer exists. But to grow and to thrive, we have to change. We have to adapt. We have to let go of the past and welcome the new. Resisting the new means going back to the normal, the quote unquote normal. And honestly, that's no more. It's gone, gone forever. So rather than looking towards the future and, and trying to hold on to the past that is long gone, we need to be willing to let go and to move forward and to look forward. But of course, the question is, how do we do that? how do we do that? You know, I'm reminded of something Jesus said when he was talking about his own death. In the Bible, Jesus talks fairly regularly about his own death, or more specifically that he would be killed. And it's one of those conversations that I want to take a look at today. This is the fifth week of Lent. We're in the fifth week of our Again and Again series. And today we're talking about the theme of being reformed. And I want to purposely include that hyphenation, reformed. Reformation is a journey of letting the old fall away for something new that will emerge, of returning to God's Word again and again, and of being drawn into the heart of God. I want to read you uh, from John chapter 12, Jesus' own words and the story that I'm going to be talking about today. So I'm going to be reading from uh, my Bible here, John chapter 12, verses 20 through 26. I'm going to be reading out of the Common English Bible, but if you have a Bible handy, you're welcome to read along. We'll have the words on the screen here for you as well. So in John chapter 12, verse 20, it says, Some Greeks were among those who had come up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and made a request. They said, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Apparently a couple Andrews here. Jesus replied, The time has come for the human one to be glorified. I assure you that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it can only be a single fruit. Single seed, excuse me. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. See, I'm getting ahead of myself. Those who love their lives will lose them, and those who hate their lives in this world will keep them forever. A couple quick notes about this text before uh, I dive in on what I want to focus on today. But Jesus here is referring to himself as the human one. Some other translations of the Bible might use the phrase, uh, son of man, same thing. It's just, again, we're reading a translation of an ancient language. Uh, So Jesus, in this version, calls himself the human one. Other translations will have Jesus calling himself the Son of Man. Uh, Another thing I want to point out is this theme of losing one's life to ultimately find it is something that Jesus talks about uh, throughout the Bible, throughout the four Gospels, uh, the four books of the Bible that tell most of the story about Jesus. So it's a common theme that Jesus repeats again and again. But, uh, like I said, what I really want to focus on is what Jesus said about seeds. I'm gonna read verse 24 to you again. It says, I assure you, Jesus is saying, that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it can only be a single seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It bears much fruit. Now, while most of us likely have little to no experience of farming beyond a backyard garden or community garden, Jesus would have been well acquainted with agriculture. The time and place in which Jesus lived was very much an agrarian community. And while Jesus did venture into the city every now and again, the majority of his time spent would have been around farms and talking to farmers, as we might call them today. Certainly small village farms, but farms nonetheless. So the image of a seed bearing fruit would have certainly have resonated with Jesus' first hearers or listeners as he spoke those words so long ago. And we might today, because of modern science, understand the process somewhat differently. Uh, But the, the basic point of what Jesus is trying to say still certainly holds true. For something to grow, something else, something old must change or even die. And I want to make sure you catch that. For something new to grow, something old must change or even die. You know, in this past year, we've experienced a whole lot of loss and a whole lot of death. Well over half a million people in the United States alone have died from COVID. Billions of people have had their lives disrupted. Untold numbers of people Have suffered and frankly continue to suffer from loneliness, isolation, bearing the mental, physical, and emotional scars of such suffering. And while I understand the fatigue and exhaustion that comes after over a year of socially distancing and wearing masks and washing hands and being extra careful, I understand the exhaustion that comes as a result of all this change and disruption, I want to push back against the idea that we should be seeking a return to quote-unquote normal. I mean, let's talk, let's talk for just a minute about what normal was, right? Systemic racism against people of color, especially African Americans, historic levels of income inequality in our nation, millions of people without access to affordable health care. substandard education for poor children extreme political polarization in our nation and a spiritual brokenness, a spiritual brokenness and selfishness that pits human beings against one another. So often playing out in a carelessness and callousness toward the suffering of other human beings. Folks, I don't know about you, but that to me is not a past worth going back to not to me at all. And while I understand that change is painful and change is loss, it is hard, what I want to make clear today is that death and loss do not have to be the end. They do not have to be the end. Certainly we know this to be true in the Christian tradition. I mean, in a few weeks we'll celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, that death is not the end. But even if we look beyond Christianity, think about science. I mean, science teaches us that death is not the end, but rather a transition into something new. And whether or not we know someone who has died from the pandemic, we all have lost something. We all have experienced death in one way or another, the death of something we held dear. You know, to speak honestly for a moment, many white people have since the summer experienced a death of this perceived innocence as we were confronted by the realities of systemic racism within our nation even beyond that we have all lost lost so many things from family outings to parties with friends to work opportunities to children's education to you know vacations and the list could go on and on and on. The point of all this is whether it's a significant loss, a profound loss, or even just what's perceived to be a little loss, all loss is loss, and loss is like death. And this change, this constant change is constant loss. And it can feel to us because it is in a way like constant death, the end of something Right? The end of something. Something we knew is now gone. It is now lost. And while change and loss certainly are pain and hard, pain and hard, painful and hard, there you go. While change and loss is certainly painful and hard, I believe the message of Jesus is that our loss does not have to be for naught. Death need not be the end. When we stop and take note of what we lost, when we grieve and mourn, when we start to process all that we've lost and work through it all, we make space. We make space for the renewal and reformation to begin. To use Jesus' metaphor, we are the seed. We are a seed in the ground right now. It's up to us whether we will bear much fruit and be reborn as Jesus used that language like we talked about last week in John chapter 3 when talking to the religious leader Nicodemus. You know, in this life, and especially in this time of pandemic, we are confronted again and again with change and with loss. And in this process, God offers the opportunity to us again and again to be reformed, to be renewed, to be reborn. And as Jesus said to Nicodemus one night late, long ago, you must be born again. You must be born again. Friends, this is usually the part in my message where I offer you a call to action. I extend to you a call to action, meaning I encourage you to take some action or prompt in your life. To go out and do something, internal or external, within your life, or the life of the community, or the life of your family, your friends, whatever. Today, I want to switch that around a little bit and invite you to a call to awareness. A call to awareness. I want to invite you to be aware aware of the change that you have experienced in the past year from wearing a mask to working from home to everything in between i want to i want to invite you to consider everything that you've lost over the past year whether it be time with friends and family job opportunities vacations or s- simply human connection and maybe your loss has been more profound Maybe you have experienced the death of a loved one, a family member, a friend, a parent, a sibling. My heart goes out to you and I pray for your peace and comfort during this time. But I want you to realize, I want you to understand, I want you to be aware that whether or not you know someone who has died all of this change, all of this loss has been like a death to you and to me. It's been like a death. And I'm not in any way trying to trivialize trivialize, the very real deaths and losses of human connections, human beings that we have lost from the face of this planet as a result of this pandemic. I'm not trying to trivialize that trivialize that in any way, but I want to be, I want to be real that change is loss and loss is like death. That's how we process it as human beings. You know, I was even thinking about this as, as, as white men, myself as a white man, I, I think about so many straight white men have suffered a loss and hear me for a second. Please hear me when I say this, I'm not trying to justify in any way the injustice and racism and patriarchy that's been uh, propagated by so many straight white men over the years. But the reality is whether they like it or not, whether I like it or not, whether we like it or not, straight white men have lost something. Did we deserve it in the first place? Absolutely not. Did we earn it? No. Was it right? No. But straight white men have lost something, and I believe. So much of the violence and hatred and anger that we're seeing played out in our nation right now from the events on January 6th to very likely the, the, the tragedy that happened this past week in Atlanta stems from a lack of awareness that white men are grieving a loss. Not a loss of something they, they deserve, but still a loss that they need to process and get over, get over before they can be renewed and reformed and reborn into something more in line with the way of Jesus and the way of being truly human in our world. Whether it's a death from something that was, uh, uh, whether it's a change or a loss from something that needed to change or needed to be gone away with. Whether it was a change or a loss from something that was very good that is no more, still we process change and loss the same way as a loss or as a death. And we need to be aware. We need to make space. We need to grieve that loss. And when we make space for that loss, when we make space for ourselves to be aware of the loss, we fertilize the ground of our hearts so that something new can spring forth into life. Something new can be Born, or we can be reformed, we can be reborn, we can be renewed again and again. This is what God is calling us to. I believe this is again and again how we follow the way of Jesus. So, I want to invite you to consider today what change or losses may have hit you the hardest. And again, I want you to consider what they could be good changes. They could be bad changes. What changes have hit you the hardest? And to that point, what are you mourning? What are you grieving? What do you miss? It could be something as simple as, you know, I miss being able to take my kids to the McDonald's play place. That's silly, but it's true. I miss being able to do that being able to sit and relax and watch them play and enjoy themselves, interact with other children, I miss that. It makes me sad. I also want to invite you to consider, is there something in your life that needs to change or that needs to fall away, that needs to die within you? Again, for there's so many white men out there what needs to change or to fall away or die within them is that white supremacy or patriarchy or uh, unearned social status that they don't deserve. And where do you see, where do you see growth or reformation coming up in your own life? We're just a few weeks away from spring when we'll begin to see those little green shoots coming up from the ground. And I want to encourage you, we've been through this long, hard winter of COVID. Where do you see signs of growth, of renewal, of reformation within your own life? And how are you making space? How are you tilling the ground of your heart so that new life can come forth? I invite you to stick around for our time of communion and discussion on our Zoom group that happens shortly after this on Sunday mornings if you're watching live. Stick around, there'll be the Zoom link in the comments below. Check your email. I'll also make sure it gets posted on the main Facebook page. But ponder over those questions we will we'll discuss them here in a bit. But before we do that, let's take a moment to pray and I invite you to join me in a spirit of prayer. God Our hearts, in many ways, are so wounded and broken and pained from the loss and change and and death that we've experienced over the past year. God, help us to make space, to fertilize, to till the ground of our hearts so that we might be reborn, reborn, reformed, and renewed. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton message podcast. You can watch our weekly services on Facebook Live every Sunday at 1030 a.m. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to learn more about joining a group or serving with us, visit our website at mgthornton.org.